The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Chadville. It's Friday. Look at that. We made it through the entire week together. Good for you. Congratulations, everybody. Just a few more hours oh. for most of you, ourselves included, and we're off for the weekend. Four hours. Four hours. Till? Maybe less. Two days in paradise. Yeah. It's going to be a short weekend for us after the last couple. Just a, a two-day weekend. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, whatever. And I was certain, absolutely certain, beyond a doubt, that we were done today at 5. Do you know it's one of those funny things? I kept telling you that. You said that, and every time you did, I would say, nope, that's next week. You'd, but you or didn't want to week. believe. Yeah, last you, week. You started last week by telling me that. You continued it this week. <laughs> um, but it is indeed next week. So next week you'll be you'll be correct. Because, of course, hockey's starting. And that always adjusts our schedule That's a little right. bit. Which is nice. That's right. I uh, hope you're having a good day so far. A little chilly out there today. A little foggy this morning as well. It was kind of uh, creepy, eerie around some parts of... Uh, the city. You would have had to have been awake, Andrew, to have to have seen it. In fact, I was, oh, okay. Jayla and I. Oh, okay, good. I was up at six this morning. And I'm gonna be up at six a week from this morning too. <laughs> Who are you and what have you done with Andrew? It's morning uh interview time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So good times. Did one this morning. Um I'm on a uh, competitive well, I don't know how competitive they are. I'm on a competitor's radio station mm. a week from today. No, oh, okay. Yeah, Should or be fun. perhaps two weeks. I can't recall. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I yeah. And I, again, Chetville, I hope you're having a, a, a great day. What's going on in your world? What good things are happening? It's been kind of negative lately. <laughs> kind of negative. Yeah. Someone suggested on Twitter the other day, remember um, I had talked about the People Suck segment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and one of our listeners tweeted and suggested that we should have a segment... Called People Suck? No, 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 because um, it was uh, more or less like, what about uh, a segment on the good people out there, the people who are doing good things, the good stories out there? Sure. Did you paint in that shirt you're wearing? <laughs> What's, uh, is it laundry day? What's going on? Or is that a fashion? <laughs> I bought it this way. Really? It's got... It's got paint stains on it. That's fine. It looks good. It looks great on you. You look like a working lady. Uh, anyway, <laughs> speaking of good things, I think good things is a good idea. I know people will. You and Andrew, this is from Brian Curry. Yeah. You and Andrew need to do an afternoon with just good humanitarian deeds. Faith in our current society is slowing off. The people are doing good things out there. Shout out day. Uh, I would do that for sure. Good deeds or pay it forward type situations not necessarily charitable work per se because there's lots of charities out there lots of people volunteer and you know I'm glad that they all do but yeah the kind of uh, you know somebody put a loony in my meter kind of uh, story Mm -hmm. if you can even put a loony in a meter anymore Um, are there meters He's all that other, it's the big boxes now. I guess they're kind of meters. Do you know what? Uh, listen, I'm so far behind on this. I, uh, as you know, the last couple of days, I've dashed downtown and uh, dashed back again before the show starts. And both times I've been parking right by uh, the CBC there, right where Ticks on the Square yeah. is. And uh, for the life of me, I can't figure out where you pay for the parking. I'm, I'm prepared to. Uh, I can't figure it out. So there's always a spot available. And there's lots of construction going on at uh, that square there. Um and today when I did it, there was a police officer in the car next to me who just 
sat there watching me. So I sat there watching him until he left. And then I ran into where I had to go and came back yeah, out Yeah, so they don't have uh, meters at each spot no. anymore. It says go so pay at the machine, it goes says. Go pay at the machine. So it's usually a couple of... It'll, it'll be I walked down, down the block and didn't see oh, it. Oh, well, you weren't looking. Uh, it would have been around there somewhere. The first time. I didn't today. And then it'll say, you know, are you in... Because there's usually a sign around uh, there that says you're in parking area 4030 and you have to make sure that that's the proper one when you go to the, the machine. So, uh, don't want to get going on this again, but it made me think about it when I was trying to find a parking spot. It's hard downtown. It's like a it's like um, an obstacle course even trying to get downtown. It's amazing how many different roads are, are closed for a small amount of time and, mm-hmm. you know, or there's, you know, barriers up that you don't even know why. Like the only people working are the guy who delivers the barriers. Um, but I got thinking about uh, our conversation yesterday about autonomous cars, driverless cars. Mm-hmm. Well, how they how do they find parking? Like when, when they go downtown Edmonton, for example, I know that they can probably recognize that there's a car in the spot, but do they take you to a parkade? Right? I mean, how do you how do you handle parking? I have no idea. I have no idea either. Mm-mm. Something else they'll have to work out before maybe, they... they... Maybe it's programmed in with some sort of GPS, with some Google Map type thing that shows all the parking areas. I guess, but then somebody has to pay for the parking, right? So if you're not... If it's driver, so the guy in the back seat... I yeah, don't know. whoever's in the car is going to yeah. have to pay for the parking. Because if you had a driverless car, couldn't you call the car without a driver or a passenger? See, that's pretty cool. Think about that. You could go on your phone and, and tell it to come pick you up. Siri, can you send the car, please? <laughs> Siri, it's Brian Hall calling. <laughs> send around the car. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know that there's no way you want to get into this at all, and I don't intend to get into it much either. Yes, a segment of Good Humanity Stories is a great idea. Please, no complaining session. There's enough of that already. Sure, I'd be up for that. I just want to make reference to this, if I may. And then we don't have to discuss it, but it it frustrated me when I read it, and I just wanted to throw it out there. And if you want to discuss it, you can. Or you want to discuss it with us, you can. There's no need for a discussion. I just want to throw it out there. And uh, you remember my tree? Remember the tree? Oh, God, yeah. Not getting into the tree again, but you remember the tree and how many crews it took to plant the tree. So David Staples wrote a a column this morning that I read with great interest at 6 o'clock in the morning. And it just, to me, it reeked the tree again. And so what it is is this, is the city of Edmonton is buying 120 new bike racks. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you would think that that's not that complicated. We've got bike lanes. We want to encourage people to ride a bike. And so the city is going to buy 120 bike racks, which is great. And, and of course, they would like to use local suppliers wherever possible, uh-huh. manufacturers. Um, so they've put the bid uh, out there. People can tender it, uh, but it doesn't necessarily have to be local people. But, of course, you know, the city council would like a local company to get the job. Um, but to win the contract... And I, and I used to fill out these bid things when I was with Algoma Steel, and whenever it was a government job, it was like the, the thickness of the yellow pages, right? It was just uh, all these CanCon requirements and everything else. But you would think 120 bike racks for the city wouldn't be that vol- voluminous. It would just be, can you do it, and when can you do it, and how much are they? Listen to this. This is in the bid itself, the requirement for any company that wants to build 120 bike racks. No components that are derived from the Earth's crust... 
unless those ingredients are 100% captured and reused. No components that are per- persistent in nature unless those substances are 100% captured and reused. And a production process that does not contribute to the increased concentrations of substances from the Earth's crust or the buildup of persistent compounds in nature uh, uses only... Okay, so th- they want these to have been totally reclaimed, uh, sustainable, uh, environmentally on friendly. It goes on and That's on. what it is. So it's, it's totally environmentally friendly bike racks. And here's what I want, and then I'll leave it. Here's what I want. We talk about how inefficient the city is. We, we talk about how they can't do things on time or on budget, <clears throat> right? We talk about how they have, it feels like a gazillion meetings to do something as simple as say, put up a bike rack. I don't want the councilors to meet on this. I don't want the mayor to have to step up to a podium and talk about it. I want somebody who is on council, mayor or councilman, to find out what individual wrote that particular paragraph and tell them to stop it. Because you know what that tender should look but like? Here's I need 120 bike racks. How much and when can you yeah, deliver Yeah, but them? here's the thing. If it's being directed from someone in the city or on city council, whoever's making this, and it has to be environmentally friendly. Mm-hmm. So now you have to define your rules, your parameters, and what that falls under. So it's not even the person who wrote that, because the person who wrote that was directed from someone else higher up. That's right. To, okay, no, well, we have to explain it completely because, you know, someone might switch in something that was taken from the Earth's crust or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it came from someone someone else. So did that come from someone on city council? Did it come from someone in the transportation department? That's what not I mean. The, not the poor schmuck that wrote it. He's I probably wanna, pounding her, she's pounding sure. her head against the wall. I just want to know, and I want to, like, I don't need to know the name. Uh, I want somebody to know the channel. I want to know the chain that took place. I want to know who said what that caused a bid for 120 bike lanes, bike, sorry, not bike lanes, uh, bike, uh, what are they called, racks, to have requirements like that. They go on and on and on. You want bikes? Because because you want the definition. You want to define, if if you are specifically asking for a certain type of bike rack, apparently you have to define exactly what it is. But it's cumbersome, and it will end up sure eliminating local companies because they're like, I don't want to get, I'm not going to get into this. And when you talk about where your materials come from, so it, let's say, let's make it really easy. This isn't going to be successful. Let's make it really easy. I want to bid on the 120 bike uh, racks. So what I do is I go to like uh, a lumber store and I say, hey, have you got odds and ends that you're not using anymore? Maybe they're out back in your, gr- your garbage. And they go, yeah, okay, and I'll, I'll take it. So that should meet the criteria of what they just said. Now they're they're not buying these, obviously wood, but it meets the criteria. It's been reused, reclaimed, uh-huh. right? But I don't know where that wood came from. So now I got to find out from the lumber store, well, where'd you buy the wood? And what are their environmental practices? And maybe it traces its way all the way to, you know, British Columbia. Maybe it traces its way to the United States. Maybe it was a Japanese. Guy. How do I know? At the end of the day, the city wants 120 bike racks. My father-in-law, God rest his soul, if I asked him to put together 120 bike racks, he'd have it done by Monday. <laughs> He'd have, and he probably wouldn't charge. And then you turn around and you go, well, how much did the bike racks end up costing us? Well, $3.2 million for bike racks. And I don't, that's a figure I just made up. But you know that's where that's going because the more complicated you make it, the individuals and companies that could actually do it really easily for you go, I'm not doing it. Because it's going to take me longer to fill out this paperwork than it would to build 120 well, bike they racks. they have to figure out if it's, if it's worth their time. Yeah. Mm. And, if it's, and my, my point is this, and then I'll calm down. If it takes 15 crews to plant a tree, 
and it takes two days to put together a bid on bike racks, where else are we so inefficient? And where else can we point a flashlight and go, oh, that's why a bridge doesn't get finished on time, or that's why the bike lanes don't make sense, or that's why a temporary pilot project on Jasper didn't work out. It's the same thing over and over again. Somebody has a great idea, and they go, the accidental beach. We should keep the accidental beach. That's a great idea. And then somehow it goes into the bureaucracy, and somehow it becomes, all right, so here's what's going to have to happen. We're going to spend $15.8 million. What? Stop! <laughs> the beach is there. But there are... Yes, there are rules and regulations that have to be followed too many. In, in certain places. Yeah, and I would say in a lot of cases, there are too many. Who's going to be willing to be the one to go in and say, okay, um, let's start changing these things? And that's what I mean, because in Dave Staples, David Staples' column, and I would encourage you to read it, of course, he reached out to councillors to get comment, mm-hmm. and one of the councillors he reached out to, I believe is yours, Michael Oshry. Who's not running. Not running this time. And Michael's reaction, I'm sure, is very similar to what most councils' uh, reaction would have been, councillors' uh, reaction. He was like, well, that I wasn't aware of it. That sounds, you know, like too much regulation. Mm-hmm. He had the same reaction I'm having, right? Not as maybe outspoken as I was, but he's saying... You know, so that leads me to believe the council has a framework for what they want to do, and then they pass it to the bureaucracy, who then turns it into this impossible thing to complete on time. And then it cycles around back to council again a year, two years down the road, when somebody goes, how come we don't have bike lane or bike racks yet, right? And it's because they, they've created below them all these rules, regulations, and procedures that are stopping you from accomplishing anything efficiently and cost-effectively. And that's the red tape that everybody wants removed. Find it, eliminate it. It's really just that simple. Okay, but who's the person to find it and eliminate it? The person I elected. I would love for those councillors to spend an extra week. I'm sorry, I know you work hard already. Whenever council wraps up for whatever session, spend an extra week and everybody look at each project that you are in some way involved in, recommended or whatever, and say, did it get done? Did it get done on time? Did it get done the most efficient way? And is there something we can learn? Like my tree, does it really take 15 crews? Because once I started beacon off about that, the city looked into it and they openly admitted, yeah, we screwed up here. It shouldn't have taken 15 crews. So that's one example because I have a microphone to speak into and I had a tree that they found one. I'm going to tell you that there's hundreds of others. They need to look. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that there there is. I just want politicians to stop saying they'll do stuff and actually do it. Because how many people have run on a platform of getting rid of the bureaucracy and red tape? But here's here's the other thing on this one, too. As... As the folks who elected these people, we need to hold their feet to the fire on these things as well. It is very easy for us to get on this show and mm-hmm. beak off and mar, 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 yep. mar, mar, And you're right, because you know what? You got your tree fixed. I got my detour fixed in right. my neighborhood, That's which right. is all fine and dandy. But uh, in the end... So many people believe, oh, well, it's not going to do anything. It's not going to matter. They're not going to listen to me. So why even bother? Instead, we we sit and complain and moan about it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's never going to change, never going to change, never going to change. If there was some sort of groundswell mm-hmm. and, and actually saying, okay, we need to do this and hold their feet to the fire on it, maybe it would change. But I'm not sure, despite the fact that people text and call and complain about it, if anyone really has the energy or the time in the long run that they want to put forward on it. Sure, because I believe we've all lost hope or faith 
that it really doesn't matter who we elect at whatever level of governance, that but, it's not going to change. The both of us have seen in the past three where months... Where it can change, yeah. Where it can change. Absolutely. Yep. Where it can change. Yep. So we should have a segment on good deeds and then a segment on people's specific problems. How about that? We should get a trouble. We should get uh, Julie Julie in here for a segment <laughs> once a week in which she takes a, a, a specific problem and gets to the bottom of it. Well, like she, my tree or your it's, detour. It's kind of a little difficult for her now because of that other job that she has. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I got other and jobs, too. And we're not too. paying her? Oh, yeah. Well, that's sure. There's that's that. There's that business, too. Right. It's 221. And 225 on the show today, 420, the word of the day. Your chance to win your win, win your way into that gorgeous <laughs> trip that we're taking to Playa Mujeres. There you go. Mexico. I think it's Playa Mujeres. I think it's hair. Playa Mujeres. Someone corrected me on that yesterday. He said it's not hair, it's har. I don't believe texters. What do I they know? know? I know. It's Playa Mujeres. Yeah. Mexico. Um, about a half an hour outside of Cancun. It's That's right. Gorgeous. 10 minutes from the airport, 30 minutes from Cancun. Yeah. There's a pizza place in Cancun I'm going to take you to. You and Coach, you're going to love it. Okay. Yep. Twist my arm. It's what I do. Twist my arm. Well, no, I eat pizza, not twist your arm. I do other things, too. Oh, I know you eat pizza. Oh, yeah. Are you still eating lots of pizza? Um, I'm eating... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hockey season started. Exactly. But I'm going half uh, what I normally eat. I'm sort of trying to maintain a little bit. Okay, so half of what you normally eat, so you only eat half, or you're going to save the other half for the next day. So that There's the no need. Run, that's still There's full. no need. It goes in the uh, fridge, and then, and I don't know, yeah, trolls yeah. come out in the middle of the yeah. night and eat it or something. I'm not fairies, sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, they always leave one piece in there that's yeah. been bitten. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Trolls, kids, whoever's... <laughs> They're the same thing. Yeah. Those it, things that live under the stairs, downstairs. It's like our house is haunted. You don't see them, <laughs> but then during the night you hear them moving around, right? And then things are missing, like pizza. Or water bottles are left at the top mm -hmm. of the stairs on the ledge that... I don't really understand how you had the time to walk out of your bedroom, put them on the ledge, and then go downstairs, but you couldn't get them all the way downstairs. Our kid is managing a restaurant right now, so his... His uh, hours are completely, you know, he's getting mm -hmm. home three, four o'clock in the morning and, and that sort of thing. And he comes home, and next thing you know, he's making pasta at four in the morning. He's like, shut up! <laughs> Stop! I, I can, oh, kids, hear, joy. I can actually smell yeah. the pasta yeah. from downstairs all the way upstairs. Like, stop it! Bang, bang, clang, 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 slamming the... Like, Wait a minute, he works in a restaurant. Why doesn't he bring food? Well, home? oftentimes he does, oh. but sometimes he'll come home. He there were there was like cheese tortellini and then just leaves it in the sink. <laughs> just leaves the yeah. baked on cheesy yeah. bowl in the sink. Like put some soapy water in it or something. Will you just please? And that concludes our weekly segment of What Cheeses Us Off. <laughs> we'll move on to other things after news headlines. What cheeses us off. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Cheesy tortellini left in my sink. Uh, okay, Dwayne, hold the line here. We need to uh, take a break for the two thirty for the two thirty news. Uh, I want to get to your phone call. Uh, it says his brother-in-law taught him how to deal with kids who do this. All right, great. All right, hold the line. We're back after this. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.